Welcome to the Parkway Fellowship Podcast. We hope that God speaks to you through this message from Pastor Mike McGowan. So glad you're here today. Uh, man, I thought we had it going into the ninth last night, didn't you? Oh gosh, well, how heartbreaking that was. Uh, but it's all right, we got tonight. Now it's just best two out of three. We can do this, right? Um, and, look, and I realize also most of you probably have never seen me in my glasses before, but um, I had something going on with my contacts this morning. So rather than just spinning the whole service, you know, just kind of winking at you like that, I decided really it's better for both of us if I just wear my glasses. So uh, anyway, but hey, this is part two of our message series, Roots, where we're talking about the things that God uses to help us to grow deeper in our own personal relationship with him. Um, and one of the things that God uses to help us grow deep in a relationship with him um, is mentors. Now, most of the time when we think about mentors, we think about someone who's older, you know, wiser, has more experience, is farther down the path in life that we want to go, you know, than we are. And, and that's true. And we need those kind of mentors in our, in our lives. But, but... A lot of times, God uses mentors that don't fit that profile. They don't, it doesn't fit those parameters, and he can use those kinds of mentors very powerfully in our own lives. For instance, let me tell you about myself. Um, I remember in seminary when God used a mentor that didn't fit that profile to really just rock my world, to change my life in a powerful way. Um, like I said, I was a seminary student, and look, I'll, I'll be honest with you. I thought when I was in seminary, that I would, had, you know, spiritually pretty much had it all together. I mean, I'd grown up in church, you know, most of my life. I knew a lot about the Bible. I even had a bachelor's degree in religion. I'm working on my master's degree. I mean, I knew, pretty much knew all the stories in the Bible. Uh, I even uh, was a fan of God's football team, the, the Dallas Cowboys, okay? <laughs> Hold on, on, I said was, Okay. <laughs> God just hadn't created the Texans yet, all right? So anyway, um, all right, but back, back to my story. So anyway, like most people that are in their 20s, I uh, thought I had a lot to offer and little to learn. And so in God's grace in my own life, he allowed me to uh, cross paths with another seminary student. His name, was, his name is Lendl. Great guy. We hit it off and became fast friends. Well, you know, one day, Lendl came to me and said, hey, Mike, um, I'm getting a group of guys together, and we're going to meet at my house once a week, and we're going to pray, we're going to share what God has showed us in the scriptures, and we're going to hold each other accountable for the commitments we've made to Jesus. Would you be interested? And in my own arrogance, I just thought, well, I mean, I know who he's asking because really he just wants my help. So I was like, yeah, sure, of course, I'm interested. Um, <laughs> but... But what I didn't realize was that over the next two years, God was going to use those guys to change me, to change me way more than he would change anybody else in that group. God used those guys to mentor me because over the next two years, I learned things that I don't think I ever would have gotten any other way. I learned how to fast effectively for spiritual breakthrough in my life. I learned how to memorize and retain more than 100 Bible verses at a time and work them into conversation. 
I learned how to schedule so that I would spend time alone with God, not just you know, like two or three days a week, but six to seven days a week on average. I learned how to hear God's voice. I learned how to trust God. I learned how to take steps, steps of faith that were bigger than any other step I'd taken in my entire life. I mean, it was incredible. And I don't think it would have happened had I not been with those guys. And here's the weird thing. They didn't fit any of the parameters that I ever thought about as a mentor because I was the oldest one in the group. That was it. And so it just, it it blew out everything I ever thought about mentors. But I'm telling you, God used it in my life. And I am so glad I was open because had I not been open, I would have missed it. I'd have missed it. And so you know what? When our teaching team got together and we started talking about this series, we realized that in our own lives, God has used mentors to help us grow roots. And so you know what? I don't want any of us to miss it. I don't want any of us to miss what God might have in store. And so every time God uses a mentor or anyone else to help me obey to help me you know, read and understand the scriptures, to, um, to take a step of faith, to do anything like that. Each one of those things helps my roots grow deep. And then the deeper my roots grow, whenever I experience adversity or whenever uh, I, you know, something difficult happens in my life, then if my roots are deep enough and broad enough, I won't blow over. I might bend, but I won't break. I'll be able to stand tall and strong in my faith. And one of the things God uses to help us grow roots is mentors. So let's learn how God does that. Um, Open your message notes, and let's ask this question. What causes my roots to grow deeper in my relationship with God, especially when it comes to mentors? Here's the first thing. First thing I need to keep in mind, number one is this. I need to surround myself with spiritual mentors. I, I, just, I just need to surround myself as much as I can, surround myself with spiritual mentors. And by spiritual mentors, I mean someone that helps me grow spiritually in my walk with Christ. And look, that person doesn't necessarily have to be older than you. I mean, they might be, but they might, might not be. The only real qualifications is that they have more spiritual experience than you, or they have different spiritual experiences than you. And like I said, the Bible is full of examples of people who have mentored one another. You know, for instance, uh, most people, when they think about mentors in the Bible, they think of Paul, how Paul mentored a young man named Timothy. But most people don't realize Paul mentored lots of people. He mentored a guy named Silas. He also mentored Mark. We think of in the Old Testament, how a prophet named Elijah mentored a future prophet named Elisha. And really, honestly, really, the, the greatest mentorship in the Bible is Jesus who mentored 12 guys who would later become apostles. And so the Bible is filled with examples of how people mentor other people. In fact, this whole mentorship idea is exactly what Paul had in mind when he wrote to his protege, Timothy, in 2 Timothy 2.2. Look what the Bible says. You've often heard me preach. Now I want you to tell these same things to followers who could be trusted to tell others. You know, so for you, What you need to do is you need to surround yourself with spiritual mentors. Now, look, that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to commit to a weekly meeting in an already overcrowded schedule. I mean, maybe it does, but 
It does, that doesn't necessarily mean. But what it does mean is that you have to surround yourself with people who are spiritually astute. Because when you rub shoulders with those people, their life will rub off on you. You know, the old adage is true, that Christianity is better caught than taught. Let me repeat that. Christianity, it really is. It's better caught than taught. And that happens when we get around other people who are spiritually true, or spiritually astute. And so where can you find these people? Well, actually, there's several places. One place you can find them, obviously, in our church context, is in a small group. You can find them in a small group. So if you already in a small group, let me just say this. Make room for the fact that God might have put you in your small group this semester for a very specific reason. And that very reason might be that he wants to teach you something through the life of someone else in that small group. And now God probably has multiple reasons for putting you in that small group. It you know, definitely could be that you know, he wants you to help somebody else in that group. Or it could be that God wants you to learn something from whatever type of days that you're studying. But make room for the fact that God might want to teach you something through the life of another person. And in that way, that other person could be one of your spiritual mentors because small group is a great place to find spiritual mentors. But you know, small group's not the only place you can find mentors. I know for me in my life, one of the place, another place that I find spiritual mentors is through authors. Like, you know, there'll be times when I'm just, I'm reading a book and just literally I'll turn the page all of a sudden, bam! I mean, God will drop a truth right into my life and it'll filter deep down into my soul. And so God uses that author to mentor me. Here's another place that God uses to mentor me. God mentors me through podcasts of other pastors that I listen to. I like I listen to other pastors' sermons. Okay, now I'm, I'm look, I'm not listening like for content because whew, I gotta have something to say Sunday. Gee whiz, what's that gonna be? Like, no, no, no. I, that's 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 I re- I'm listening for for my own personal heart, for my own personal betterment. So I'm listening, and I listen to others. Um, if you don't, I highly recommend that you start listening to other pastors as well. I don't know, you're thinking, well, good grief. You know, Mike, I can barely make it through the one sermon I have to listen to already during the week. But I, I would encourage you to listen to some other people as well. Uh, I like to listen to, several guys like to listen to, um, one of them I like to listen to is Andy Stanley from North Point in Atlanta. Uh, my goodness, he is incredibly insightful. Another guy I like to listen to, I've started listening to in this last year, is a guy named Kevin Myers from 12 Stone Church. Um, man, he is super inspiring and just really energetic. I really like listening to Kevin Myers from 12 Stone. Um, but listen to those. Surround yourself with spiritual mentors because all of it begins to rub off on you and God will use it to help you grow your roots deep. Okay. Here's the second thing God tells us about mentors um, that helps us grow deeper. And this is number two. I need to use the divine mentor. That's the Bible and characters in the Bible. I need to use the divine mentor. Now, the reason I call the Bible the divine mentor, it's really for two reasons. Uh, First, is because of this book. This book is called The Divine Mentor by a guy named Wayne Cordero. And look, if you've ever tried to read the Bible and had trouble with it, you know, like, because you didn't get much out of it, you're like, ugh. I'm telling you, this book is incredibly helpful to help someone who hasn't gotten much out of the Bible to learn some very practical ways 
that when you read it on your own, to start getting a lot out of it. And it, so it's called The Divine Mentor, and he's referencing the Bible and how to use it as a divine mentor in your life. So anyway, uh, anyway, does anybody think that you might order this book online from, uh, from Amazon? Man, it's, it's an incredible book. It's an incredible book. Okay, you think you might do it? Oh, yeah, come here. I, I'll give you this one. You'll, now you saved you $8.99. So here you go. Yeah, that one's yours. Okay, good. Fantastic. All right, enjoy it. All right. Um, now, the second reason I call the Bible the divine mentor is because the Bible is the only book that is actually a living book. It's the only book in the world that's actually alive. Amen. Now, in fact, I want you to look what the Bible says about itself. In, look what it says there, it's in your verse. In, in Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, it says, for the word of God is living and active. I want you to circle those words, living and active. For the Bible is, for the word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Now, I had you circle those words because that's the linchpin of this verse. The whole verse hinges on those words. And interestingly enough, the phrase living and, act, living and active, it in the original Greek, and by the way, the New Testament was written in Greek. In the original Greek, that phrase, it actually means a manifestation of life. And so what it's saying is that the Bible itself is a manifestation of life. In a very real way, the Bible is alive. Let me show you what I mean. Have you ever been in church and... A scripture is read, there's a passage of scripture that's studied, and I'm telling you, it just hits you right between the eyes. And, and, and you think to yourself, I know I've read this before, but I never understood it like that. I mean, has that ever happened to you? I mean, have you ever been to church and you felt like everything is speaking just to me? You ever felt that way before? Yeah, the reason you feel that way is because the Bible is living, it's active, it's a manifestation of life, okay? And honestly, I think that's happened to all of us before. Look, and it's not because your spouse emails me and tells me what to say, all right? Now, I mean, some of them do, but look, that's beside the point, all right? We, we've all felt like that, and it's because the Bible is alive, it's a living book. And it is an incredible mentor. So look, yeah, look. if you're going to go deep in your relationship with God, I mean, certainly you have to be in church regularly so you can hear the Bible taught. But you also have to start reading it on your own. I remember for me, uh, back in college, I decided, you know what, I'm going to start reading the thing. I mean, up until that time, I you know, mostly just you know, read a few verses in the Bible you know, you know, through devotional books. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to start reading the thing just on my own. And so I thought, I'd start with the first book of the New Testament. By the way, I recommend you start with the New Testament if you've never done it before. So I started with the New Testament, and I read the book of Matthew. And when I finished the book of Matthew, I was blown away. I was blown away because I had no idea how often Jesus healed people. I mean, it seemed like every time I turned the page, he's healing another person. Like another person gets their sight back. Another person has to you know, pick up their mat and walk. You know, somebody else's stump is growing back. I mean, it was unbelievable how many times Jesus healed people. And what I 
and, and what I took from that was that, first off, God is incredibly powerful. Amen. Incredibly powerful. But the second thing I came to understand is that God is intensely interested in my daily life. He's intensely interested in my daily life. And it was at that point, because the Bible started becoming my own divine mentor, that I went from having more of a religion for God to more of a relationship with God. It was huge. And it all started because the Bible became my divine mentor. So look, God's given the Bible to you. He's given it to you. And in the Bible, God has given us examples. He's given us principles. He's given us characters that literally have faced every situation that you're probably ever going to face in your life. And so he's given all of that to you. And so use the Bible as your own divine mentor. So look, here's the thing. If you used to read the Bible regularly and you've you know, gotten away from it, make a commitment to get back to reading your Bible regularly. Make that commitment today. And if you've never really read the Bible before, let me help you with it. Because, look, the Bible was not actually meant to be read from front cover to back cover, you know, like you read a normal book. Because, first off, the Bible is not a normal, normal book. In fact, the Bible is actually 66 books just bound together in one volume. So it was never meant to be read, you know, you know front to back like you would read a normal book. So if you've if you never read the Bible before, let me recommend a couple of books in the Bible that I would recommend you start with. First book I'd recommend you start with is the book of Mark. It's the second book of the New Testament. And the reason I recommend Mark is because it tells the life story, death and resurrection of Jesus, and it's only 16 chapters long. So if you make a commitment to read a chapter a day every day, you'll be finished in just over two weeks. And really, a chapter is not very long. It's really about a page, maybe a page and a half. So the truth is, you could sit down, you could just read the whole thing through in one sitting if you wanted to. But start with the book of Mark. The other book I'd tell you to start with is the book of Acts. Acts is the story of how the church got started in the first century. Jesus has just ascended and gone to heaven and he left his followers to share his message of salvation and love and grace with people. And I'm telling you, what happens to these guys is unbelievable. I mean, it's, it is incredible what God does in the book of Acts. So I encourage you to start reading there if you don't know where to begin. But the point is, let the Bible become your divine mentor. It will help you grow roots in your life. Okay. Third kind of mentor that God uses in our lives is this. Is number three. I need to see my past experiences as spiritual lessons. I, I need to start seeing my past experiences as spiritual lessons. I want you to look at what the young boy David says to King Saul um, as he's about to go out and fight Goliath. Now, just in case you're not familiar with the details of the story of David and Goliath. Goliath is a warrior who is over nine feet tall. And so obviously, nobody wants to fight this guy until now. Now, I want you to look what David says to King Saul about fighting Goliath. And here's what I want you to notice. I want you to notice David's train of thought. Okay, look at what it says here. In 1 Samuel 17, verse 34, it says, the Bible says this. But David said to Saul, your servant has been keeping the, his father's sheep. When a lion or a bear came and carried off a sheep from the flock, I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by the hair, struck it, and killed it. 
Your servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them because he has defied the armies of the living God. And so basically what David does, he looks back at his past experiences and he realizes there are spiritual lessons there. He looks back at his past experiences and he realizes that God has some things that he has taught him in his past experiences. And he realizes that what God wanted to tell him is exactly what he needs now. Because look, when, here's what he says, that when a lion came on one occasion and then on a separate occasion when a bear came and carried off one of the sheep, David took a stone in his sling, slung it, struck the animal, the ant caused the animal to drop the sheep, and then when it turned on David, the Bible says David grabbed it by its hair and killed it, probably with his dagger. Like, are, are you kidding me right now? Like, that's what he did? Look, I don't know about you, but if, like, if, if I'm taking care of sheep, and like a, a lion, okay, like a real lion comes, and carries off one of the sheep, you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking circle of life, baby. That's just how it goes. Like, it's, sorry for you. It's just the way it is. I mean, the last thing I'm going to do is go after this lion if all I have is a couple of rocks and a dagger. Not going to have it. Look, if Mufasa wants the sheep, he can have it. Like, I, I don't, I'm not doing that, all right? Okay, all right. But look, look, look. Here, here's, the, here's the lesson, okay? David was probably scared the first time when that lion showed up. And he was probably scared the second time when the bear showed up. But both times, the Lord gave David the bravery and the skill to emerge victorious over his opponent. So now when he faces another big opponent, Goliath, he's like, psh. It's going to be just like it was the last time. The spiritual lessons I learned that God will fight for me and, and I will emerge victorious, that happened then, it'll happen again. And so bring on Goliath. It'll happen exactly the same because David used his past experiences and learned some spiritual lessons. I'm telling you, the same is true for you. If you'll allow God to take your past experiences and learn spiritual lessons from it, God will use those things to mentor you. I mean, have you figured out, like, that's one of the reasons why I share so many personal stories from my own life, because first off, these are spiritual lessons that I've learned from my own past experiences, and I want you to learn those lessons too. But I also want you to learn how to look back at things that have happened in your own life and see the spiritual lessons God has woven into them. Because look, we all have different experiences. All our experiences we've had in life are different. But here's what I can tell you is true for all of us. God has woven lessons of faith and faithfulness in almost every experience you've ever had. You just need to start looking for them. And you need to allow God to use those experiences to teach you some very valuable spiritual lessons. Some of those lessons are things not to do. Some of those things, lessons are things that you need to start doing. But look, if you never let God use your past experiences to teach you spiritual lessons, then your past experiences will amount to nothing more than stories you tell at family gatherings to get a laugh.
and that's all they'll ever be. But God wants so much more for you than that. Now, there is one key to making all these mentors work like God wants them to work, to make them all grow roots in your life. And here's the key. I want you to write this down. The key to all of it is this, is I have to open my heart to my mentors. I have to open my heart to my mentors. Because look, you can go to small group for years. You can drive hundreds of miles in your car listening to podcasts. But if your heart is not open to being changed, it'll amount to nothing. You can read the Bible every day for your, life, your whole life, but if your heart is not open to change, you're doing nothing more than calling out words on a page. If your heart is not open, your past experiences will amount to nothing more than stories that you tell, and that's all it'll ever be. I'm telling you, and I am so thankful that for me, when I was in seminary, that my heart was open to God because otherwise, I would have missed being mentored by those guys in seminary. And it changed my life. It, it changed everything for me. And it'll change everything for you too. If you'll be open to what God has for you through these spiritual mentors. Now, the first thing you have to be open to is you have to be open to having a relationship with God through Christ. You've got to be open to Jesus. Because look... God sent Jesus Christ to come to this earth to die on a cross so that he could, his death could provide you forgiveness and you could have a relationship with God here on this earth and you could go to heaven when you die. So look, for everybody, it starts there. So if you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your life, there's a prayer. It's in your message. So I want you to take a second. I want you to do that right now. But if you've done that before and you started a relationship with God, then let me ask this question. What mentors that we've talked about today does God want to use to change you? What mentors have we talked about today that you would be willing to commit to? Say, okay, God, this is already in place in my life. It's already there. I want you to use it to change me. Would you be willing to commit to one or more of these mentors? Say, okay, God, use that to change me. Because I'm telling you, God uses mentors to help us grow. And when we grow... That's how we become spiritually mature. And that spiritual maturity always results in roots in our life going deep. And that depth allows us to stand tall when we face adversity or difficulty. And it's all, it's all because of roots. It's all because of roots. All right, I want everybody to bow your head, close your eyes. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I want to say thank you so much for today. Thank you for how you've used mentors in my own personal life. And I want to pray for every single person listening today, God, that you would use mentors in their lives to help them grow deep. And so whatever that is and whatever that looks like, especially the things we've talked about today, Father, I ask that you would use those mentors to help them go to places and become deeper and more faithful and more true and more spiritually mature than they ever thought possible. And use them, use past experiences, use the Bible, use other people, use authors, use podcasts, use whatever it takes, God, to help us grow roots. We love you. And we ask you to do all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. 
For more information about Parkway Fellowship, find us online at parkwayfellowship.com. You can also download our mobile app for access to the most recent messages, video content, and much more.